Dave Fairborn, City Manager Rob here with Megan Howard. Hi, Megan. Hey, Rob. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. This is episode 23 of the Rumor Has It podcast. If you're tuning in, I'm so happy today. We've got a, a excellent guest. Matt Klein is with us today. Matt, how are you? Good, man. I'm so glad to be here. This is, this is somebody that when we started doing these interviews, I said to Megan, we got to get Matt on here because he has a, a compelling story. So if if you only want to listen to this for a few minutes, let's pop, you know, stop the pod now because this is probably going to take a while <laughs> uh, or listen to it in bits because I want Matt to get his story out because yeah. on so many fronts, he's done some amazing things. But we try to focus here on entrepreneurship and innovation, try to look at the next generation of folks coming up. Uh, Jeremy kind of did that for us uh, last week, last last pod, two weeks ago, told a great story about, you know, being from Fairborn, started his landscape business. Uh, Matt's got a similar story. So, Matt, you said you had a story to kick it off. I'll, yeah. I'll let you start, man. Do you remember the first time I met you? So I, I think it was when we filmed that uh, that ad for your nonprofit. No, it was before for- that. So this is funny, and I'm going to jog your memory. Okay. Um, I was at Wright State. I graduated in 2018 with a degree in marketing. Um, one of my classmates was Jordan Tyler. Okay, yeah. So his dad, Jeff, worked here. Absolutely, yeah. And Jeff said, hey, uh, like, we're working on a project with the city. Uh, we're doing this marketing project yep. uh, if you guys could help. And it was completely, you know, all volunteer. So we're like, yeah, sure. Like, we'll develop a survey, uh, trying to get the voice of the people on things that you can do better or, you know, improve Fairborn. Right. Initially, I remember like, wow, like, like the city's really like you guys were really trying to improve. And, and I was like, wow, like, yeah, I'm in like, absolutely. So we developed a survey and uh, we got a couple hundred responses, which was great. Um, the feedback was really good. And it's funny to talk about this because I want to revisit where you are now. Yeah, sure. So the feedback was <laughs> I only remember two that were very specific, but someone said, the thing I don't like about Fairborn at the time, this is 2018, it said, if I want to buy socks or underwear, like if I don't want to get them from Dollar General, I got to go to Beaver Creek or Huber right. Heights. And <laughs> we were like, wow. And then somebody else said, well, I'm doing my home improvement projects. And although Ace Hardware has a lot of stuff, if they don't have one thing, I got to go, you know, to Beaver Creek or Huber Heights. So it's like, <laughs> right. So we were like, ah, oh, like here's this reoccurring similar situation. That's right. So we developed a presentation and we're going to present it to all the people at the city. Yep. And uh, before we presented, uh, you know, Jeff looked over it and he said, hey, I won't, I won't say what was on slide four, but he said, hey, like slide four, one of the things we recommended, he goes, yeah, let, let's let's take that one out. We're like, OK, no problem. So we changed like the first, second and then the fourth slide. We changed it up a little bit and uh I am, I want to emphasize the first, the first presentation page was different because, uh, <laughs> I noticed it later. So, so the day, so the day comes and we're all there, we're standing up there, we're in suit and tie, you know, and we're presenting to all these people. And I look up at the presentation and I'm like, Oh wait, Oh wait, that's, that's, that's the old one. That's the old one. <laughs> and before I could even say something to somebody, they started the presentation and we got to slide four and I was like, Oh no. So they presented this idea and I looked over and you were like, Oh, and for the record, it's, it's a good idea. It just, right. it's just very costly and it's just, it doesn't make sense dollar wise. Sure. So some of the, some of the people on this, 
you know, in the room were like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. And then I looked at you and you're just like, oh, no. <laughs> so I wanted to apologize. No. Uh, someone legitimately just didn't didn't use the right presentation. Yeah, that's and funny. It was just really embarrassing. That was actually a council work session. I think you came and spoke to our city council members yeah. okay. um, and gave that. I, rem I remember that now that you said that, I didn't I didn't put those two together. I'm sorry, Matt. Um, no, you're fine. There's a bunch of people in there. And it was uh, me, Tyler Bender, Jordan Tyler, Drew Peters. Like there was more than it wasn't just me kind of yeah. thing. So. Totally makes sense. So let's take, let's use that as a jumping point. So you <laughs> studied at Wright State, got, got your degree there. You're from Fairborn, mm -hmm. Fairborn High School grad. Yep. Uh, born and raised here. I think born, your family also from Fairborn too is your. My, yeah. My mom was, was born here. I was actually born in Tarpon Springs, Florida. Okay. Um, we have this really interesting way how we came to Fairborn actually. Um, but I've been here since the second grade. Okay. So. So. Graduated from Fairmont High School, went to Wright State, which is, you know, local college, got your degree. And really, entrepreneurship's been your thing, right? Like, it's kind of been your, yeah. what you've done. Talk about, let's talk about your business first, and then we'll talk about the nonprofit. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I sell things online. And it's really interesting because we do a lot of um, selling through, like, goat.com and stockx.com. Um, and if you're not familiar with that, it's I want to tell people like, Hey, it's a safe, it's a safe platform. Um, basically the buyer finds a shoe, they buy it and you don't get to see who's selling it. So if I'm the seller, I'll ship it and go or StockX will get it. They'll make sure it's real. And then from there they, sh they ship it to the customer. So I don't get to see who's buying it and they don't get to see who's selling it. So if you're listening to this and you've never heard of those things, ask your children or your grandchildren. I'm sure they know <laughs> it. Cause I, I, I'm familiar with StockX because my sons both buy shoes off of there. So I'm familiar, with, but I yeah. never heard of GOAT. Go back a couple uh, episodes and listen to my uh, our conversation yes, about we me That's right. and my StockX issues. <laughs> and Megan's, <laughs> Megan's uh, shoe <laughs> fetish. So, all right. So you, you're an online, you're an e-commerce yep. retailer. Yep. Um, how's business been? Good, man. I've been in business 10 years. I think no kidding. Wow. the 10th year. Um, so it's it's been a really long journey. I actually started... Um, thrifting um because we would we would buy our clothes from the thrift store a lot and a lot of times i'd find like a shirt if i was a medium i'd find a shirt that's an xl and i'm like man this is a really nice like golf polo tiger woods like this is so nice but i can't fit it but then uh so i would just sell those and that's kind of how i started in college uh, and it was way back before it was cool and before you know people were making these TikToks and I guess right. it was before TikTok. Right. So it's, it's, it's been a long way and we just kind of, um, eventually just kind of got into shoes and now we're like 95% shoes. So it's been really cool. And, um, StockX, StockX has been awesome. Goat's been awesome. Um, it's just been fun, man. It's been a long journey. So we were talking before and you actually got to do something pretty cool uh, at the NBA all-star game. Talk about that through, yeah. through your connections. So uh, on StockX, we're a power seller and um, the owner of the Cavs is a co-founder of StockX. And uh, so last year during the all-star game, it was in Cleveland uh, and they reached out and they offered me complimentary tickets to two of the three. So I chose the dunk contest and then I actually got the, uh, the rising star game, which was cool too. Yeah. Cause we were just going to be in Cleveland anyway. So, uh, it was cool, man. Uh, the rising star games first, the dunk contest is second. And then the third day is the, the all-star game. So it was, it was a lot of fun and, and they were free and, uh, I got to meet uh, my account manager and I actually got to talk to the CEO. Wow. So that was cool. That's um, really awesome. You know, the question pops up, 
you know, it's a business trip. It's not, it's not really about the game. So sure. what shoes do you wear if you're going to meet the StockX CEO? Oh, your best Jordans, right? When you wear your best something, right? So I was like, man, like it was struggle. I'm like, yeah, do I, do I wear a really nice pair of Jordans? Uh, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to wear something that I think like represents me and yeah. like, like a self expression. Right. So I chose my Kyrie, uh, SpongeBob square pants. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> and it was a gamble. It was a gamble, right. but he, he actually noticed and he's like, yeah, I actually have the same pair. So, That's awesome. so it started our conversation and, uh, it was great. I talked to him longer than I thought. Sure. I thought I might only have like five minutes, but the conversation kept going. Yeah. And I realized I'm like, wow, like, uh, no, we're having a good conversation. And I got to meet his sons and, um, talk to them about, you know, a little bit about my journey and kind of push them and see what their passion is. Uh, so it was really cool, man. Um, and StockX covered our nonprofit in an article. So they did a feature uh, and then they put me on their their Instagram story. I got to whole, do like a whole thing. Wow. Uh, so that was cool. It's just very nice. Very yeah, nice. That's awesome. fantastic. So let's jump in. That's a good uh, segue. You started a nonprofit. Uh, that does some amazing things in local school districts. Talk about just a pair of shoes. Yeah, thank you. Um, let's see, I was a sophomore in college um, and I got a text message from somebody I went to school with. They became a teacher uh, and she said, hey, like she know I sold shoes. So she said, hey, um, one of my students came into school wearing football cleats mm. and he had left his shoes at his mom's house or something. It was some type of custody thing, you know, and uh, the only thing he had was his football cleat. So he wore him. So he's slipping around at the school and she goes, hey, like, can you help out? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, what, what size does he wear? She goes, I'll check tomorrow and I'll get back to you. I'm like, OK, cool. I'm like, uh, that's kind of exciting. You know, we get to give yeah. this kid a nice pair of shoes. And well, she got back to me and uh, she said another teacher took care of it. And I was like, oh. And I just really wanted to give him that pair of shoes, you know, right. like I didn't even know what size it was yet, but I was like, oh yeah, like let's get him something good. And, um, he's going to love it, especially if he doesn't have shoes. So, so yeah, that's kind of how, uh, it started. I was like, you know, how many other kids are there? So right. I emailed, um, Betsy Wyatt at the intermediate school. And I said, uh, Hey, like how many kids are in a similar situation or could really use a pair of shoes? You know, I'm a full-time college kid but I was living rent free. So I didn't have a whole bunch of bills. So I'm like, I got an extra 500. I can, you know, I can get some shoes. So she sends me an email back and she goes, I was thinking like, maybe there's like four or five kids, <laughs> 12. Oh, I think it was 13, 13. I was like, Oh boy. Uh, that's uh, that's over my budget. <laughs> but what am I supposed to say? No. So, so I ended up buying them. Uh, and our cost was a lot higher than it is today. Um, and I didn't tell anybody about this. I kept it a secret. Uh, literally only one person knew outside of the school. Uh, and I asked to be anonymous and everything else. And I got there and four kids didn't have socks. Oh, wow. And one kid didn't want to try his shoes on. Uh, and I was like, I'm like, no, you, you need to try them on. Like, we need to make sure they fit. Because we were just going based off like what they said their size was. Right. Which is a huge problem. So it turns out, it, you know, this student's feet stunk. Or, or so he thought, you know, and was he was super embarrassed about it. So I had to be like a detective and figure out why he's saying he doesn't want to try them on. It's not that he didn't like them. It's he was embarrassed and didn't want, you know, the other kids in the room or even me to see that he didn't have socks. Right. At that point, I'm like, my budget's tapped out. I'm way over what I said I was going to do. Um, 
now I need to go buy socks for these kids. There's only four kids, so it wasn't too much, but I was like, man, next year, you know what? I'm going to come back. I'm going to tell my close friends and we'll just do this as, you know, as a team and we can all kind of pitch in and donate if they wanted to. So that's kind of how it started. Um, and, and Jordan Michael was a huge instrumental uh, part in that. We had both been working um, one of our business gigs at a local university uh, and we just kind of paid for it ourselves, mm-hmm. but it was 20, 28 kids uh, the second oh, wow. year. And then that's when we kind of got more public about it, uh, decided to make a nonprofit and accept donations from everybody. Um, and then the third year was 50, 50 kids. And we bought, wow. we brought 50 volunteers into the school and this was right before COVID. Um, so it was, it was crazy. It's one thing for me to go by myself, uh, compared to bringing like, you know, the community or bringing a bunch of friends with. Yeah. So for me to experience that, it was just, it didn't make much of an impact. Mm. Um, if every kid has a volunteer, it's, it's much, it's a much bigger impact than just me. Sure. So we just decided to, to take it that way. And, um, it's, it's been really fun. COVID hit and, uh, we weren't allowed in the schools. Right. Mm. So it came time to, uh, we got all these kids sized and it was intermediate school. And that week we were going to go give them out. And they were going to, I think they were going to let just a few people in with masks, right? which, which wasn't like what we wanted, but it's just what we had to do. Um, but then they locked down cause they had an issue and they all went virtual and they said, well, can you just drop the shoes off? And I like to describe to people like, we don't just give shoes away. Right. So that's just not what we do. Right. So we said no. So it's, if there's something about that one-on-one interaction with a sure. volunteer or, you know, a young male or a young female that these kids like it's, they'll never forget it. Right. Let alone the shoes. Right. So, uh, and then, you know, there's more to it that comes with, uh, we asked for three promises. Um, and I'm not even gonna tell you what they are. Just come to an event and find out. <laughs> Check your socials. I've seen them. Check just a pair of shoes, um, on Instagram and Facebook. And, um, you know, it's, it's more than just a pair of shoes. And there's a lot of people that, that think it's just a pair of shoes. Our, our name is that reason. Uh, I've, I got a story on how we got the name, but it's, it's for people to understand that it's much bigger than that. Mm -hmm. Um, I went to college, I was playing football at a small school in Kentucky and, um, my first intro to writing class, I had this very old professor and it was in a smaller class and she gave a topic. It was one of the first days she said, I want you to write about something that made an impact or someone or something that, you know, made a huge impact that changed direction for you. It's like, wow. She goes after class. I want you to tell me your name, where you're from and what you're writing about. I was like, okay. So I'm thinking, right. The whole time while she's talking, I'm thinking about it, you know, daydreaming in class, just thinking about a topic. And, uh, at the end of the class, I was near the back and, I said, I'm Matt Klein. I'm from Fairborn, Ohio. I'm going to write about shoes. You know, being an 18 year old kid, I wrote just, I just said shoes, you know, and her and her Kentucky accent, she's like shoes, you know, she's like, it's just a pair of shoes. Like what's so good about it? And I was like, no, it's, it's, it's bigger than that. I'm like, you're going to find out in my paper. And then she, she didn't take that. She just kept asking. So then I started unraveling some of my story and, and I'm like, um, you know, I got a pair of shoes that changed my life. And, uh, anyways, yeah. she, she let me write about it and I got a, a B minus just for some grammar errors, <laughs> but, uh, 
But yeah, I wish I could rewrite that paper right. because it would be an A plus, uh, especially with what happened now. But little did I know back in 2013, that was the nonprofit name before it was even thought of. Right. Just a pair of shoes. She said, it's just a pair of shoes. And I said, no, it's not. You don't understand. So your nonprofits so, reached a milestone recently, right? Yeah. A thousand pairs given. Wow. So yeah, it was, it was wild. We got to deal with, um, with Morris Home Furniture and uh, we gave away our thousands pair in Columbus with them. Wow. They wanted to do um, a school in each of their markets that they serve uh, as a business. So we did a school, uh, Brantwood Elementary in Riverside. Uh, we did a school in Princeton and then we did Solvent in um, Columbus. So it was, it was crazy. It was a great partnership uh, and they're going to make it an annual thing. So yeah. And that's a fair one business, which right. is really cool. So the second time I met you, we, you reached out to me about helping out with a, you did a little video as a, I think a fundraiser for yeah. just a pair of shoes. And we did, you did this really funny take on Forrest Gump. I thought it was, it was great. Um, but after that, I asked if I could volunteer the next time you wanted to, to go hand out shoes. And so I went with you to Fairborn primary. Uh, and it's, you're right. It's, it's not, you don't just give shoes away. Um, I had two young men, two little kids, uh, two young, I'll say young men that, um, were getting shoes that day. And the difference in when they got there to when they left was night and day. Hmm. They just, their, their attitude increased. They, they put those shoes on and they think they're invincible. Yeah. They like, started running they run around. around. Yeah. They <laughs> run around the area there and they're just, it's a, it's a brand new child almost. It's, it's just, you're right. It's incredible. Like it's just, you can't just walk in and, you know, un unload a pallet of shoes and walk away. Like that's not the impact you're looking for. Yeah. And I was, I was super happy that you, uh, well, both, both of them, um, you know, you helped with our, we have a 48 mile run, which we changed it to a 5k this year. Right. Um, <laughs> it's very physically demanding. I, I mean, bet. it's, it's a hundred, we calculated it out. It's 188 hours of training from wow. November to March. And I've been just so busy with my for-profit that I'm like, man, 188 hours. I'm like, I just can't, I don't know. I just can't do it. And the other thing too, is it's like, how many more times are we going to run 48 miles? Right. That's a lot of like, miles. You know, right. it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot of miles period to run 48 yeah. miles, but to train for running 48 miles, that's yeah. Yeah. You, you can't, here's the thing. You can't stop. Like, like we don't, we don't walk. So like right. we have to be in a nut, like good enough shape to, to get it done yeah. and then to run it, you know, competitively, we could probably get out there and run 10 minute miles. Um, but when we're pushing, you know, seven thirty or seven minute miles, it's, you know, that's kind of, it's, it's competitive. Um, so, and the, the body does a lot of weird things, uh, when you run 48 miles, I'll tell you, um, you know, it's probably TMI. It's, it's pretty nasty, but like, it's not a good thing. Your body's not right. used to doing it. Right. So it's, we really put our, put our bodies on the line and Tyler Bender, who's a board member with just a pair of shoes. Um, it was his idea. He goes, Hey, do you want to run 48 miles? I said, no, <laughs> no, thanks, man. He goes, well, what if we raised money for your charity? And I was like, okay, okay. Like we can, I can do it. He can do it. Like we thought, well, we can do it, but what's, what's the point? Right. You know, uh, you can do anything, you can do anything you want. Right. Um, but at the end of the day, like what, what is the point? And you only have so many hours. So, uh, so he really challenged me and, and we did it and we've raised $10,000 each year, um, which was amazing. Um, but also the, the mental state that you're in when you're just 30, 38 miles in you're fried, like mentally, right. like you can't think straight. Right. So that was also really interesting about the run itself. But, um, 
but it was really cool. It was cool. So let's plug your socials for your, uh, and I don't know, we talked beforehand. I don't know that we could just find your for-profit business. Like it's just yeah, your best to buy shoes on StockX and goat. Maybe yeah. Just, just keep buying online. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but your, your nonprofit, let's plug the socials there and where people can go if they want to donate. Um, or just where they can find the three promises that you ask those children to make when they yeah thank take you on shoes. Um, so it's uh, www.justaparashoes.org is our website. Uh, if you go there, the landing page right now is our 5K. Uh, it's May 13th. Um, it's going to be really cool. We're partnering with Southern Ohio Brewing, um, so we're we're expecting a great day. It's going to be a fun time out there on the Beaver Creek bike path. We've got this really cool course. I'm super excited. I'm really hoping it doesn't rain the day before. Right. Because I'll tell you that we're getting off that uh, that uh, asphalt path, that bike path. <laughs> so it's it's really cool in the woods. Um, but, um, but yeah, you can make a donation on our website. Uh, you can just follow our journey on Facebook or Instagram. It's at Just a Pair of Shoes. Uh, and then I think on Twitter, we're Shoes for Success. Um, but other than that, yeah, I mean, you know, tap in. You don't always have to give money. You can just share one of our posts. And if you don't have money, and you, you don't want to share one of our posts and just come volunteer with us. Yeah. That'll, that's fulfilling enough. Frankly, just doing that is pretty amazing. So we, um, we got to get you to the intermediate school. Love to. So I'd yeah, love to. Yeah. And rumor has it, uh, that three Fairborn schools are getting shoes. Fantastic. Awesome. So wow, thank you guys. Terrific. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, I want to talk about your personal story cause I think that's as compelling as anything we've talked about and, and feel free to share, not share as much as you want. I'm not, Oh yeah, yeah, you're fine. I'm not um, trying to be, uh, you know, we're not trying to, to evoke any emotions you're not wanting to, to go after. But your your story is amazing, and I the reason I wanted to you to share it is it's kind of come full circle. Um, I was telling Matt before we got started. I I get these uh, newsletters from all over the place that come in, and we got one from a local uh, nonprofit organization, and I turn over on the maybe the inside page and. I see Matt Klein and I'm like, well, I've, <laughs> I got to read this. Right. So reading through it, 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 it was moving uh, to read that story. So, if, and I don't want to give it away. So if you want to share it, please do. Yeah, you're fine. Um, well, so yeah, my story like plays right into just a pair of shoes. Yeah. So it kind of, <clears throat> if you understand that you'll, you'll get why, um, you know, we're voluntarily ran a hundred percent of your donation goes to get shoes and socks. Um, some people ask like, why, you know, one of my mentors said, Matt, why are you running a nonprofit? Why don't you focus on your for-profit? Why don't you just make more money? And I said, yeah, but, um, if you understand my story, you, you'll probably understand why. Um, so yeah. So how we came to Fairborn too, which was crazy. Uh, so I was living in Florida with my mom and dad and, um, my grandmother lived in Fairborn and she had to have emergency open heart surgery. So the doctors gave her a 15% chance to live. Oh my gosh. So instantly we moved. Oh, well, you know, like we, we hopped in the van and literally drove probably the next day. I think, uh, we only got to take so many toys. Like it was, it was an interesting trip, but we were expecting to come back. Right. So we were, we we're going to go up there, spend our last days. Cause that's what the doctor had said. Um, plot twist. She survived. Hmm. So my mom said, well, we're going to stay here till, Till she passes away, she's not going to live much longer. Um, I think that I don't think people live more than ten years after their open heart surgery. So my mom just kind of thought that her time was limited. Um, my mom and dad, I, you know, as a kid, I thought everything was great, but 
maybe they didn't see eye to eye on some things. And, uh, you know, you don't realize that until you get older, but my mom decided to stay here rather than go back, which was crazy. So we weren't prepared to move. We were prepared to come through and leave. So it's not like we had, we were prepared by any means. Uh, so, I mean, as soon as my grandma got out of the hospital, she got moved into assisted living. Once she got moved into assisted living, we're homeless. So it was just like, you know, what are we supposed to do? So my mom got a job and, um, and everything else, but she had a really big van payment. Um, and that's the thing about poverty. I think, you know, it's, it doesn't stop like the bills, like if you're sick, like if you're sick for three days, you're missing three days pay. And it's so hard if you're paycheck to paycheck or if every dollar matters. So it's poverty is this vicious cycle, man. It's this hamster wheel that, that really just ticks me off. And I just, I don't want to go back. So, so moving. So as a kid, like that was, that was my thing, man. And still is. Um, so we were living in Fairborn. My mom got a job at the Pittsburgh dining hall on base. So, uh, she actually worked there for like 15 years when, okay. she, before she moved to Florida. So, so it's kind of, so she lost all of her seniority, came back and had to rebuild it. But, um, she started working there and then she was part-time. She was on call. That was back when this is 2002. This is back when it was kind of hard to get a good job. Right. And um, so she wasn't full time. So here we are. It's like we're trying to make it, but she doesn't have a full time job. So then she picked up a job at the Hope Hotel on base. And so she's working both jobs. And um, it's just really hard to it's just really hard to play catch up, you know. And uh, we got on this waiting list. at the time, the shelter was called uh, Interfaith Hospitality Network. Today, it's called Family Promise. Uh, they went through a name change two years ago. But um, we we stayed house to house with some of my mom's friends that uh, she grew up here with. Um, I think she graduated in 82. I could be wrong about that. But um, we had some friends here, so we stayed there. So we were, on the, we were on this list for like three or four months. And then from there, we got into the shelter. Uh, and at the time, the shelter was interesting because all these churches came together uh, and actually two churches in Fairborn did this. Um, but you, the, each family, there was like shelter wasn't huge, but there was probably seven or eight families uh, that would stay in each church just for a week. And the wow. church would uh, be your hospitality. Uh, they would feed you and they were just always so kind. Everything was with a smile. Uh, they, I always I describe it to the board now as they treated us like royalty, even though we were homeless, you know? Um, so so we got through the shelter and uh, we got into temporary housing um, in Fairborn. We got a house in Fairborn on Ironwood Drive. So it was cool, man. We got our own house and um, nice little home. Nice little home. We lived there for, I think, 16 years or 18, something like that. Okay. Um, wow. So, yeah. So I grew up down Ironwood Park and uh, just everything else. So, yeah, I have nothing but positive memories from from my house and my home and to, to not have a bed and to not have your own home, it really makes you appreciate when you have one. Right. So some people don't understand it because they haven't lost it yet. Right. So just super thankful. And um, I started uh, going to school and I thought like all of our problems were done. You know, it's like right. here we are, we're in our own home. And, you know, unfortunately, um, you can't control everything. And, you know, there's just the car breaks down. It's 800 bucks. Right. It's like, well, we're, we're paycheck to paycheck. You know, it's a. Uh, things happen, life happens and you never know. Everybody's story is different. Um, you know, if we didn't get child support one month, we're struggling bad. 
and we got to go back on food stamps. So if we got child support, we were good. So it's just this uncontrollable roller coaster. And it was just, it was just so tough as a kid, man. I felt bad for my mom. Uh, you know, family promise wrote that article and I was going to post it on Facebook. I'm still thinking about it. I probably will. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just been a crazy journey. I think the next chapter of my life was, uh, going to school from Ironwood. Uh, I started getting picked on, on the bus, you know, and it's like, you know, kids, kids are brutal these days, man, you know, fourth and fifth and sixth grade, like that's where bullying and getting picked on really, really starts to be uh, a big problem. So kids would make fun of me for my shirt or, um, my shoes. I, I always ran. So I had like, I'd have a hole in my shoe. So if I had black shoes, what color are socks normally? White. White. <laughs> yeah. So guess who's going to school with this big old white circle on his foot. So that, that was me. So it's like, man, looking back, I really wish my mom would have just bought some black socks, man. I could have blended right in, but, uh, but you know, that wasn't the case. So I started getting picked on on the bus and I told my mom, like, I just walked to school. So I'd walk from Ironwood, um, down and I live right by the, right by the primary school, which would be today, um, which would five points back in the day, but I'd walk to Palmer South, which is an intermediate school. Wow. Cause I didn't want to get picked on. Right. Uh, and my mom let me until, until it got cold. And then she would drive me, uh, one street over and drop me off because people would make fun of our car. We had this old junker. So it's just like, I always felt, you know, so self-conscious. And that's one of the things when you think about bullying or getting picked on, it's the effects, right. you know, uh, like I don't want to look anybody in the eye. And when I go to school, I'm just going to get to class. Like, I'm not going to talk to anybody. I'm gonna put my head down. I'm gonna get to there. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to be seen. I don't want to be hurt. I just want to be left alone. So I think, so bullying is, it's just so tough. It it ruins a kid's confidence and uh, it took every ounce of confidence from me. So where my life changed, I found this beautiful thing called entrepreneurship and I started cutting grass and uh, shoveling snow in the winter. And in the sixth grade, I had 26 clients uh, for snow. Really? So, yeah. And it was, uh, it was amazing. So I started making my own money and, um, in the sixth grade specifically, um, school started and there's so much stuff you got to buy for your kid, um, let alone clothes and everything. Right. So it got down to shoes and it came last. And my mom said, Hey, like, you're going to have to wait a week. Like, I, you know, we can't get you shoes right now. And I'm like, mom, school starts tomorrow, you know? Um, so I decided, I said, can I just buy my own shoes? So she's like, yeah. Or, you know, she tried, I think we worked a 50, 50 deal on them or something, but, uh, I got to pick, you know, my first pair of Nikes mm -hmm. and I was just a different kid. My confidence, uh, went through the roof. I probably had too much confidence, but <laughs> you'd rather have too much than not enough. Absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, I stopped getting picked on or, or, you know, I kind of pulled my head out of the sand and maybe if someone was picking on me, I just didn't take it as serious because I realized I'm like, <laughs> So what, buddy? You know, uh, so my life changed. Just a pair yeah. of shoes just changed my life, man. Yep. So from there, it was a domino effect. It was the first domino that fell. I started having more confidence. Uh, I started raising my hand more in class because I knew the answer. Uh, I stopped worrying about being seen or being heard. Um, I started putting more time into athletics. Um, and then I started scoring touchdowns. And, you know, I just, my life changed. Um, it was different. And moving into high school, I became like the guy, um, or, you know, if someone looked to make a decision, 
I was in on the decision. So I went from basically the back to the front of the line. Right. Uh, and it was just different. It was just different for me. But, you know, in college, I'm thinking back and I'm like trying to think about what made an impact. And there's a lot of great people that made an impact on my life. But I was like, really, those shoes were the first domino that fell and really got me to where I am today. Between shoes and entrepreneurship, right. they just the combination of both changed my life. And when I'm in college, I was trying to get a, you know, I'm getting a degree. I'm trying to get a job. And I end up saying, you know what, let me go full-time in my business because I was making pretty close to what they were offering part-time. So I'm like, so little did I know entrepreneurship, like I would continue and it would be, it would be my source of income and, and life. Right. So it's been, it's been a wild ride, man. Um, uh, our nonprofit now gives back to family promise every year. Uh, we give shoes to the kids and the moms that are in the shelter. Um, and they asked me to be on their board. So now I'm back in the homeless shelter, but I'm on the other side of the fence. And now I get to help make the decisions and I'm on the finance committee and everything else. So it's really cool. Uh, I think a lot of things in life I've been on the other side. So now <laughs> my fridge is full. Um, I love my house. Uh, I'm married, you know, have an awesome partner. Um, you know, still get to take care of my mom and, uh, we went on a fishing trip for walleye two years ago. It's just something she wanted to do. Uh, so yeah, I'm just on the other side of things and it's, it's awesome. You know, shoes are, it's not just a pair of shoes. It's much more than that. So that's kind of, that's kind of my story. Wow. I, I, I don't know what I could say. I mean, that's, <laughs> yeah. First of all, thanks for sharing that. That was no amazing. And I'm sure that wasn't easy to do. And uh, but your story is compelling, and I think a lot of folks, if they followed your determination and your desire to mm -hmm. uh, keep going in the face of adversity, uh, we can all learn something out of that. I mean, that's a that's the takeaway. Yeah, one that the there's there's hope and light at the end of the tunnel. The end of the tunnel, right? right? I mean, it's not. You know, I think that's that's the hard part about you know being in poverty is that so often it's. Those in poverty are, are constantly told you're in it for life, right? Yeah. You know, it's just you're in the cycle and you're never going to get out. Right. And that's a good point. And so many people don't realize that you're not. Yeah. And you don't have to be. And it just takes hearing a story and having somebody, you know, look at them and say, you don't have to be here. Yeah. You know, there is a way out. And that's the other thing, too. Like you said, like with poverty, it's not just a money thing. So for people that don't understand it right. fully, uh, it's a lack of resources. It's a lack of guidance, which is probably the biggest one. So, you know, when you grow up in a fatherless home, who's going to teach me to change a tire? Right. Right. Who's going to tie my tie? Right. Now we have YouTube, you know, so now you can kind of kind of figure it out. But uh, for instance, I caught this really big fish. Who's going to teach me how to fillet it? So just all these little like, <laughs> who's going to do it? So it was always me, you know, and uh, and luckily like it's the mentorship and, you know, it's, it's my, it's my buddy's dad, you know, that showed me how to change a tire. And, uh, I think it really did take a community to raise me. Uh, and I learned so much from so many people that really just gave me their time and, and just, you know, taught me so much. So I think, uh, that shouldn't go unnoticed either. Um, yeah. and the fact that you're willing to give back now, like, cause you understand it. Yeah. Uh, makes it, you know, that much more powerful for you is that you've, you understand what those families are going through, what those kids are going through at the schools when you show up with that pair of shoes. It's not, that's why you don't just drop it off and walk away because yeah. that's not the impact, man. Nope. 
Oh, you're hundred percent right. And it's just something positive that you can do, you know? Yeah. Um, some of the kids that we serve, uh, it's hard cause we work on like a four week schedule. So, um, some of the teachers will select the kids and, uh, that visually need a pair of shoes. Um, but if four weeks comes up and they're going to get shoes, some of them may come in there with a brand new pair and they may have gotten shoes in between that time frame. Right. But I always just say like, Hey, you can never have too many shoes. Right. Right. You know? And they're still just as excited. Now they have two pairs. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's bigger than a pair of shoes, man. And, uh, yeah, no, we gotta, we just encourage everybody to come with us because it's not just me. You right. know, it's a community. I wanted to make this nonprofit for a couple of reasons. One, I wanted to find a nonprofit where I could donate, but also like kind of see it, see my gift, like, yeah. um, bring a positive light and not to say anything negative about some of the other nonprofits is sometimes you may give money to a hospital and it's the right thing, mm-hmm. but you don't really get to see like the, you don't directly get to see like what came of it. So at least I like what this is like, we had a lady, um, during COVID donate her, um, stimulus check, which was very nice and wow. very selfless. Uh, and I said, well, what do you, uh, what do you want to do? She said, I want to see the primary, sh- uh, the school get shoes. And I was like, absolutely. So it's, it's kind of, it brings the community together. It's, it's and so reiterate too, you get nothing out of this nonprofit, Like you don't take, no. a, nobody takes a dime. Every dollar, every penny that goes is donated goes towards buying shoes for children. Shoes and socks. Yep. Shoes and socks. Yep. So it's not like there's, you know, 10% admin fee. <laughs> no. <laughs> Everything is volunteer. Every money, every dollar that comes in goes out the door. Yeah. Well, I got mad one time. Uh, I can't remember some big, big nonprofit called and they're like, Hey, you know, we're looking for donations. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Uh, their cause is great. Um, but I said, what's, what's your ratio? Like, like tell me how much of your, of this dollar that I give, how much is going to the cause? Only 40%. I'm like, ah, oh, that's not good enough. Right. I'm like, I'm me personally. I'm not interested. Right. No disrespect to what you're doing. Right. But, um, if only 40 cents of my dollar is going, I'm like, you guys got to get that up at least 70, 80% or more. So I got, I wanted to, there needs to be a nonprofit. I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I'm looking for a nonprofit that I can give to and see, see it come to fruition. And then like, you know, they have really good numbers and, and everything else. So I'm like, if I can't find it, I'll just make it. So that's just kind of what we did. And, uh, I say we, cause it's, it's never just me, you know, yeah. we have some amazing board members, uh, that put a lot of time in and, um, community leaders. And it was really nice for you to, to come that one day with us as well. Um, it's, it can't just be one person. Right. So, so with that, do you want to, anybody want to shout out, you want to name some names here, the folks that and I'm putting you on the spot a little bit. Uh, that's always dangerous because you'll inevitably like not remember somebody who's integral. But yeah, if I forget one board member, because yeah, so. our board keeps growing, if I forget <laughs> one of nine or eight, I'm like, oh no. So I'm we'll do trouble. a blank, blanket thank you to the board at just a pair of shoes. But uh, let's look, go this way. Who are some of your mentors that have helped you oh, man. along the way? Any, any one or two that you want to recognize? You know, uh, Jeremy said, Coach Toby, uh, yeah. he changed my life. He uh, talked me into going to college and for a kid with my background, like, I don't like school, man. My GPA was low. I'm like, you know, school wasn't me. Um, but he talked me into going to college and then got me a scholarship. So I think uh, Roy Toby was probably the most influential, but I had some amazing teachers, uh, you know, Mindy Piercy, uh, Miss Coverman, um, you know, just so many, so many people that uh, Mike Thompson, Amy Hammock, uh, so many people that just 
come in with a smile, you know, and a kid, a kid with a background like mine, you know, not every day was good. So just seeing that friendly smile was a big deal. And, um, uh, Don Eric Black, he, he's one of our board members too. Uh, he, he pushed me to start it. It's funny. You guys start laughing. (laughs) Oh, you know, I'm good. He's awesome, man. He, he's amazing. Um, him and Jeremy, uh, it's funny. I'll have to tell you off camera how I met Don Eric, but, uh, Don Eric, he's on like 10 nonprofit boards. He He truly cares. And he's such a great guy, man. So he's mentored me and Jeremy a lot. And, uh, uh, there's just, there's so many of Rob Clavin was a big one. Um, Mike, uh, was a big one. Just so many people, man, even, even the little ones, just like, you know, Vincent Michael and, uh, Ted Whalen was in there a little bit, just, you know, just so many people and men that really kind of shaped me and, uh, molded me who I am today. But, but Roy Toby, I get a lot of my foundation from a lot of the little sayings and, um, you know, you leave it better than you found it. Uh, just so many little stories and things that I've, I find myself as a leader, that's my foundation. And thinking back to where, where'd you get that from? Coach Toby, you know? So, uh, so yeah, just a lot of people, man. There's a commercial on now. I believe it may be Dick Sporting Goods or somebody does a commercial where it talks about how coaches can change lives, how sports can change lives, Mm -hmm. how, and, and there's one, I, I, and I watch a lot of television and you can't tell, but with basketball, I (laughs) was glued to the NCAA track. I was glued to it. So, came on frequently and and this one person that that coach changed our son's life wow um and yeah you don't know how how much of an impact these folks can have coaches are definitely undervalued yeah Uh, mark landers was another big one man he's a board member now but he was my coach yeah Uh, and he pushed me beyond my limits and and i hated him but now i understand why he did it Mm -hmm. uh and i think that's part of being an adult is understanding like if someone was hard on you why they were and what they wanted from you instead of saying, oh, they're just mean or, or you know, so that's, yeah, that's full circle, man. So yeah. it's, it's been, it's been one crazy ride. I think, I think for me personally, though, you know, it's, I want to challenge for-profit businesses to step it up in their community. Right. Um, whether you give to, you know, just a pair of shoes or some of these other great organizations, you know, I listened to your episode with Chris and the Fairborn Phoenix. Uh, that's a good one. Uh, it's, it's been cool to see his project and he's got a lot of work. So, and, and his passions there. And, uh, that's a cool one. The Fairborn fish pantry is good. Um, we took a lot of food from them when I was growing up. So, um, the snack pack program by the Fairborn United Methodist church is probably the most undervalued one. Yeah. I think maybe a lot of people don't know about it. I was going to say, I I don't, you know, that's kind of an under the radar, you know, uh, one that kind of has happened. Um, and so for those that don't know, um, it, it happens weekly within the school system. Um, the Methodist church and some of their partners, they, they get together and they hand out 260, uh, snack packs to kids within the Fairborn city school. Wow. And, you know, right now it's at the primary and, uh, the intermediate and it's done by, um, volunteer individuals wow and there is a need for more but financially they can only afford to do 260 um and you know we always said we'd love for it to be non-existent right because that's the that's the goal but you know unfortunately it's it's not but um yeah it's a it's a great program that we can continue to say we as if i'm still there but uh, (laughs) (laughs) the church you know it always said you know it's a great program to offer to the kids and uh 
But yeah, I mean, they, they can always use more financial support and always more uh, food support and people to help uh, pack the bags. Yeah, I know uh, my wife, uh, Catherine Klein's a teacher at the intermediate school. Uh, she's amazing, man. She's, uh, we just got married in October and our wedding line was uh, partners in Klein. Aww. And it's like, it's the perfect saying because she's, awesome. she's an amazing partner, man. And she's always got my back and she helps out so much. Um, but she talks about the snack pack program and, and how much it means to the intermediate school. So uh, hear a lot about it and just wish it was, wish it would have been there in, um, you know, 2008 or whatever. So it's good that it's there now. Uh, and some of those kids really do need, need phone, uh, food at home because, uh, you know, some of those Thursday nights right before payday is really hard. Yeah. So. Right. I really like that one personally. And the purpose was, you know, they get it on the weekends because, yeah, yeah. you know, right. they get they get school meals. And right. in the mornings they get, you know, the free breakfast. But on the weekend, it's they may not have anything. Yep. So we yep. wanted the gap to be there. Um, yep. So we give it to them on the weekends. Yeah, I, I absolutely love just that program. But, you know, there's yeah, there's there's some nonprofits here yep. just in Fairborn. Yep. And uh, it just, I don't know. I want to challenge more businesses to get involved. And, and if you don't see one that, um, you know, maybe you feel the cause start one, Yeah. you know, right. there's, it's weird in the nonprofit space cause it's not competitive. It's not about, um, a competition. It's really, we need a hundred more, right. You know, we need 10 more nonprofits that are giving away shoes. So I don't see it as any competition or anything like that. Um, we just need more people to help and people that care. And, yeah. and I think that's a good segue into, you know, Rob, one of the things that I'm really big on is, um, for me personally, you know, people ask like, why did, why do you do this? It's because there's so many people in my life that showed up and cared and you got to show up and care. So you can't show up and not care and you can't care and not show up. Right. They work hand in hand. And if you want a successful relationship or friendship, um, you, you have to do those two things. Yeah. Um, so people just have to care and, and show up, man. So these businesses, you know, I just want to challenge it's, it's, it's definitely been interesting because if I'm a for-profit, I can't go around for my nonprofit asking a company to donate if I don't donate to my own nonprofit. Right. Right. So, you know, I've, I've never said this before, but I want to emphasize on this point. Um, and I hope no one takes it the wrong way, but, um, uh, I've been the number one donor for my nonprofit every year, except last year. Last year we were second. Wow. So I get nothing per se, like personal, like I don't give money and I get to sell more shoes because people notice that I give money. So there's no like, like great benefit for me, except that I know these kids are going to get shoes and that makes me happy. Yeah. So it's, it's just, you got to challenge these businesses to, you know, donate a hundred bucks be a whole sponsor at a golf outing. Um, you know, we've got a 5k coming up. Sign up for the 5k, sign up for the 5k, man. It's only 30 bucks today. Right. Well, and anymore there's, you know, just this push that every business, every corporation have that, you know, I was talking with somebody yesterday about, you know, what's your corporate social responsibility. I mean, you know, that's a, while it may be a buzz terminology, I mean, it's, it's out there and, and people, your generation, my generation, I mean, that's important to us, you know, what, what is your business doing to pay attention to other people in this world? You're a hundred percent right. And, you know, at least like with Jeremy Smith and, um, Jeremy Smith has been a huge supporter since we started. He sponsors every golf outing. Uh, he sponsors. He was there when I I gave out shoes. He came to help give out shoes. Yeah. He is very active. He's so good with kids, man. He really is a great guy. Like you guys had a good one on your podcast. He's such a great guy. Uh, and I've been, I've been blessed to know him. Um, you know, and 
he he's always sponsoring and I'm like, Hey man, you, you just sponsored our other fundraiser. He's like, no, put me down for the next one too. <laughs> so him, you know, Smith's lawn and land, uh, H and R heating and air. Uh, there's just been, there's just been so many, uh, SVG motors as always sponsoring and, and supporting, um, you know, there's just so many businesses out there that, that are, and, uh, they really show up, you know, Hyatt's plumbing is another good one in Fairborn. Yep. Uh, he came to one of our events, which was cool. Uh, there's just, yeah. I think like, what's the point of a business if you can't give back to the community that supports your business? Right. So I just, I just want to challenge people to, to do that, you know, yeah. and get involved. Uh, there's so many opportunities and so many organizations. And like I said, if, if you don't feel one, then start one. Yep. So Love that. anything we missed, man, we've covered a lot and kind of came full circle. Why don't you hit the socials again? Uh, yeah, it's, it's just a pair of shoes, uh, on Facebook and Instagram and, um, and we're working hard. Um, we've got the, we've got the primary school coming up. Uh, I think we locked a date in this morning. Uh, we want to get just a hundred percent on that. And then, um, we have the intermediate and with our grant that we got from you guys, which is really nice. Uh, we're going to do the middle school. Fantastic. So, so if people want to volunteer for those, how do they do that? Just contact us on Facebook. Okay. Um, contact us on Facebook and come on out. You literally just help kids put their shoes on and then you hype them up, you know, you give them compliments and yep. you really just boost their self-esteem. And, uh, now we've been working, um, we've got our volunteers through the high school, like, uh, Huber Heights, oh, uh, Fairborn does this, uh, but Huber Heights started it. Uh, they said, I said, Hey, can I get the basketball team? They're like, yeah. So they sent the basketball team over. They got out of they got out of class, and they came over and they had a dunk contest. No kidding. These kids were ecstatic, man. It was insane. Well, especially at Wayne. I mean, Laurent Rice is. Oh yeah. Division one. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and high majors. No, you're right too. And and he was. Uh, this was when he was a junior, and he had a great season this year too. Yeah, uh, but um, and I'm sorry. Another uh, Fairborn grad is the AD Nico Yanko oh, down man. at Murray State. So it's really cool for Rice. I'm I'm excited for him. Um, but yeah, they had like six people dunking. <laughs> so then we got to do Fairborn in the fall, and, and we got the football team. But you know, we're trying to put a different spin on it and uh, and get more volunteers. Uh, it's just something we have a hard time with because it's usually in the middle of a day, you know. Right. Um, but for a high school athlete to come back and um, help a kid try their shoes on, the kid I know at least for me, like I always looked up to the high school kids. Yeah. Uh, yeah. and, and the number one problem is, uh, uh, these schools tell me is we don't get male volunteers, not young male volunteers. Um, so it kind of solves that problem too. And, yep. um, it's just really cool. I think for the primary school we have coming, I think we're doing the track team and then the tennis team. So it's just That's cool, awesome. man. Yeah. It, it's just as impactful for the, for the young kids as, you know, the high school students, um, cause they get to see and remember what it was like being in their shoes. Right. So big shoes to fill. But that's what the room, rumor has it on that one. So That's awesome. <laughs> I like how you keep plugging that, too. <laughs> I like it, man. I, I will say, you know, I've been listening to your podcast. Uh, King, I actually got to meet her a couple times. Uh, she was cool. Uh, Chris is a good guy. Um, Jeremy, uh, even the guy that walked uh, yeah, across yeah. the country. Joe, Hall, yeah. Yeah, Joe, Joe awesome. that was cool. Yeah. I was surprised he didn't get much media attention. I, I was right. actually really disappointed to hear that. Yeah. Um, a guy that wants to take time out of his schedule and do this for a great cause. Yep. Like, wow, that was, that was really moving. I, I really enjoyed that one. So awesome. Well, thanks for being here. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so Perfect. much. You want to stick around? We're going to talk about some other things you can weigh in. If you want to add to some of the things we're going to talk about, we just have a few updates. We're going to give people that uh, may or may not know what's going on and 
They're not as exciting as what you just nowhere told us, near. But. <laughs> nowhere near. No, yeah. Let me stick around. Go ahead. Okay. So we have a cut. It is now spring. Spring, spring has sprung. Uh, your allergies are probably flaring up, like uh, yeah, like most people. They have been. It's rainy today, so if, if the microphones picked up a little bit of thunder, <laughs> I think it was appropriate. There was one clap of thunder that came. You were talking about something pretty impactful, <laughs> like the thunder, yeah. thunder boom, which is pretty good. So uh, we want to talk about a few things. Uh, with spring means your grass is going to start yeah, growing. You got to cut your grass. So cut your grass. Um, our code enforcement folks are going to be out to look and <laughs> to remind you to complaints. cut your grass. It's eight inches. So if your grass is eight, below eight inches, you're fine. If it gets above that, we'll give you a nice friendly notice, give you a few days to cut it. If you don't do that, then we'll cut it for you and then we'll charge it. You. you don't yeah. want that to happen. No, you don't. Uh, you certainly don't want to happen. Along with that, if you don't have a lawnmower but need to cut your grass, We'll lend you one. Yeah, we have a tool lending shed. Uh, we have shed. a tool lending shed. So you can work through our uh, development services department uh, to lend tools. They can just sign them out, use them, bring them back. Not a problem. And they do have lawnmowers. I, I know that for a fact. <laughs> so um, we have an Easter egg hunt coming up. Yeah, 2 o'clock on Sunday afternoon at Central Park, uh, hosted by the Chamber of Commerce. And I know uh, Foy's is a big uh, sponsor of that as well. So thanks to Mike Foy for helping. That's yep. usually a big event. And it's like the most furious two minutes uh, you've ever seen. So yeah. if that, That's I crazy. mean, it's like they blow the whistle and it's over and, and done with. And we do have, I, but I think the, the registration has passed, but I did want to highlight that our parks department has done a really good job lately. We have pause in the park egg yeah. hunt on Saturday and we have a teen flashlight egg hunt on Saturday night. Uh, so wow. the, the teens are going to hunt for black eggs with their okay. flashlights. Nice. Uh, and the dogs are going to hunt for, Dog treat filled eggs. Oh, fantastic. Cool. That's so, really cool. You got a couple yeah. dogs, man. I think I've Facebook talked to you a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I, I love our golden retrievers, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. no, I, you're, I know your wolf stock's coming up. Wolf I think stock, we're going to yeah. go. That's next. Yeah, wolf yeah, stock is, is April 21st. List. April 21st. Uh, from 4 to 10, we have two bands. You want to? Yeah, the Flex crew kicks it off at 4 30. Uh, they were here last year. They did a fantastic job. They were terrific. Uh, and then the ARC band, uh, I believe, is that. I don't even know. When. They're out of Columbus. They're out of Columbus, uh, but I can't remember when they actually play. I can't eat. Yeah. So it's Once again, it, we should but have. They, they will end the night. And uh, Matt, did you know that reggae is the preferred music dogs. of dogs? Oh, really? Uh, so we have yeah. a couple of ra- That's why we chose reggae as this event. It was a happy accident. Huh. It, was, it was a happy accident. Uh, per <laughs> a study done by some Scottish researchers. Oh, wow. Uh, soft rock and then reggae are the two most preferred uh you know, music by dogs. Oh, wow. We're going to have to cut the country at my house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So maybe mix in a little, mix in a little reggae. Maybe reggae little, yeah, let's rock. do it. I'll have to let you know how that goes. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll have food trucks. There's a beer garden like our normal events. Be the first one we've done this way this year, and it's going to be terrific. Yeah. We have we have dog, a great lineup this summer. Dog so, vendors. Yeah, so. stay, stay in touch. Yeah, dog vendors. We've got uh, some rescue groups I think are going to help uh, as well. Yeah. So uh, come on out to Main Street there at Between Grand and Wright. Um, and enjoy some Wolf live music stock. and some, and just come to see the dogs, man. Like come to see the dogs. Super chill. Um, if you're trying to play basketball at community park, you may want to hold off a little bit. Yep. Uh, we've got some of the, our hoops are getting replaced. They're going to be, I think, nicer. I think it may even be glass backboards, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, wow. Uh, so I think they're going to, okay. yeah, I think they're going to upgrade the basketball hoops at community park. And those are right there. If you pull off 675 going yeah, right by the high school. that direction, right by the high school, you can see them. Uh, so just give it a little bit of time. We'll get those replaced and, uh, May have to go shoot some hoops out there. Yeah, no kidding. That's a busy. That's a busy basketball. Basketball. Yeah, it gets yeah. a lot. Gets a lot of yeah. a lot of good use there. So that's something for uh, folks to do. Uh, and the one thing I want to talk about before we 
sign off is I want to talk about crime rate. Mm. Um, if you, there are some folks that are spouting that we have the highest crime rate in Greene County. Um, and I want to just dispel some of those, some of those rumors. Let me put my glasses on here because I, this print's a little small. <laughs> but if you look at our statistics, we have our crime statistics posted on our website. We do. Uh, under the police division. If you pull that information, you see there's a breakdown of percentage of incidents throughout the county. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it has Fairborn, Beaver Creek, Xenia, and then the sheriff's office, which essentially is everything that's unincorporated in those the three largest communities. And we have a the largest percentage outside of the Greene County percentage Correct. for incidences. Uh, that doesn't mean crime. I'm, this is what I want to talk about. So while we may have the second highest percentage outside of Greene County, let me tell you what goes into those incidences uh, that isn't always crime. So it's everything from we do 911 hangups are included with that. We have uh, junk vehicles. We have business and residential alarms. We check on bars. We do uh, business checks. We did 973 business checks this past month. Uh, we do... Uh, court details. We do disabled vehicles. It's everything from extra patrols, which are almost 1,200 extra patrols, which is uh, just going out and making sure everything's safe. We do follow-ups. We find property. Uh, we do vacation house checks. If you go on vacation, want people to check your house, that's included in that number. Uh, we do parking violations. We transport uh, prisoners to the hospital. We transport them to the jail. Uh, we run radar uh, and then we do traffic stops, which is almost 500 of those uh, numbers. So of the 4,399 instances we have this month, uh, about 1,000 of those are uh, not, are what I would consider a crime. And when I mean crime, it's uh, everything from, um, you know, anything from a domestic dispute. A lot of it is a mental health uh, check. Right. I include that number in there. So. The majority of 3,300 of the, of the 4,300 calls are routine things right. uh, that we do every day. It isn't necessarily crime. It is a, an incident, which is what this is uh, showing. Correct. So what this shows us is that our police are busy. Uh, right. They're busy doing things. It's not all crime. So it's unfair to look at just this, this pie chart and say we have the highest crime rate in Greene County. Okay. That's not true. Dig a little deeper. Don't find the number that fits your narrative and stop. You have to dig in, which this sheet that I looked at is also included on the website. Right. Uh, look a little deeper and see what our police are doing. And you realize that our folks are pretty well protected. Yep. Uh, we do a lot to keep people proactively safe yep. uh, and do a lot of things proactively to prevent crime, which are included in those incidences. So you'll probably see more of this. We may do some social media uh, on this just to get the word out because I hear this over and over again, and it's uh, uh, somebody is continually saying we're the highest crime in Greene County. That's nonsense. Right. Uh, we have the highest number of incidences outside of the Greene County Sheriff, but we are a large department with a large community, and we do a lot of work. Right. So uh, kudos to our police department uh, that does all these proactive things to keep Fairborn safe. That's not to say we don't have crime. We have crime. Right. Uh, every community has is, crime. It's everywhere. So right, and we are we happen to be located on six seventy five and right near I seventy. Correct. Uh, which is a you know a, a conduit between large communities on either side of us, right. uh, and it is a, a pathway for certain things. But let's not just say based on the number of instances we have, we have the highest crime rate in Green County. Correct. That's not true. So I want to get that on the record. So if anybody's listening to this podcast, if you hear somebody say that or you see it, say hold on a minute. 
let's dig into that number and let's make sure that you're talking, you know what you're talking about before you make that statement. And we'll, we'll add the link to the pie chart and the incident number on to the show notes in the show notes, as well as we'll link to Matt's uh, nonprofit there. If you want to try to find it and please make a donation. Uh, I will challenge anyone. I'll make a, I'll, I'll agree to do a hundred dollar donation to just a pair of shoes right now. Uh, And I challenge anybody else, anybody else to, uh, do that. And before you leave, I'll get you a check. So I, it's not hollow words. Wow. I'll make sure you make sure you have right that. On. So, um, you know, let's, let's put our money where our mouth is, yep. uh, and let's, let's step up and help. Well, thank you so much. Uh, yeah. it was great. And you guys are doing a great job. I, I do want to end on this. Uh, yeah. I forgot to touch on that survey yeah. back yeah. in 2018. Oh yeah. What you guys, and I know, I think you touched on this when you talked to Jeremy, what you guys have done since that survey to now, it's been pretty good. And I know it's not just one person. I know oh, it's a team. Yeah, it's a team. Um, but you guys have cleaned up a lot. One of the things was eyesores in that yeah. survey. Cleaned up a lot of them. So the thing is, I think uh, when people are trying, it's it's a lot more, it's a lot better than just someone that's not trying or doesn't care. Right. So you guys have been doing a great job and all the businesses that you've brought in. Um, now that I'm thinking back to that survey, I'm like, man, you guys you guys really took care of a lot of the concerns. So no, you guys are doing great and uh, just keep going. And we have a Menards now, which I think would have addressed yeah, the one comment. Would, would have addressed the, wow. the, the underwear, yeah. I think. <laughs> well, with the Kroger Marketplace too. <laughs> yeah. So they have shoes. And, <laughs> no, it's, it's definitely better than when it was in 2018. Thanks. So Thanks. Awesome. that's how we have to look at it, man. It's getting better and, um, you guys are working hard here, so I really appreciate it. And we thanks thanks for coming on, sharing your story. It's the next generation, like Matt and Jeremy, uh, Joe, everybody we've we've interviewed on this podcast. Yeah. That's really going to make the difference going forward. Um, you know, we have a great team here, but for longevity, we need the next generation to pick up that that ball and keep running with it. Yep. So that's a good point. Yeah, we appreciate you being keep here. Keep making it better. So that's it for episode twenty three. That's either a we talked about LeBron or MJ number. It's a good thing we talked about shoes. Talked yeah. about shoes, which yeah. is like, that we didn't plan that. That wasn't that's just a happy accident. So I love it. Uh, two, to, two to one though. It's a two yeah, to one. Yeah, we're, we're we're MJ, and I think Matt's a LeBron. But that's yeah, a, LeBron's not done yet though. That's right. It's generational. <laughs> All right. So, that's it. Thanks for listening to, to, to Rumor Has It. Rumor has See you it. next time. Matt, do you listen to the end of these podcasts? Uh, yeah, up until that point, I think. So we do an Easter egg. Then oh, go back and listen. Have you heard I the heard Easter the, eggs? I heard the last Easter egg uh, for Jeremy's. Um, okay. But no, I no, I actually, I'm trying to remember the other ones. Hmm. Go ahead. What what's you your know, Easter egg you got now? We just uh, not really much. We kind of go off the cuff here if we think of something to, to talk about. So this is an Easter. This uh, is Easter week. We this is have Easter like a week. Real yeah, Easter so, egg. Um, you know, I don't know that I have much. I just wanted to see if anybody's listening to this thing. <laughs> well, is uh, I know Easter and uh, some families like put money in the eggs. Oh yeah, is anybody right. putting money in these eggs? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> right, yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, speaking, of, did anybody say there was an article in today's paper? I think they did an Easter egg hunt at the green. Oh my oh, gosh. yeah, I was going to bring it up. I didn't know if yeah, you wanted to talk about it. And, and the parents ruined it. I mean, like that was. 
That was <laughs> That's terrible. insane. So. Yeah, I believe I read that uh, they were bag snatching and yeah. adults were knocking kids over. Oh my gosh! Don't do that. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Don't ruin your kids. If, if you come egg, to Easter eggs, parents are not allowed. This is all about yeah, the don't kids. Do that. Uh, but what they've done is they've made the, the green is no never going to have an Easter egg hunt again. Wow! Uh, is that no, what they said? They're going to give out tickets and oh draw draw random names for baskets and things now. That's so. terrible. I couldn't believe I read that headline. I had to make sure it wasn't fake news, but it was legit. <laughs> right. Wow. So, yeah. So be nice at the Easter egg hunt. That's right. All right. It's about the kids. Nice it's all about the, the kids. That's, That's right. right. All right. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate you being here. Thank, Thank you. Yep. Yeah, see you.